Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. say it is an honor it is an honor that we can come across your radios and uh whatever apparatus you use to listen to us and we just think uh having this opportunity to look at god's word through eyes through eyes that have been hurt through through people who have suffered from ptsd knowing where uh, where we're going where we came from and thanking god for all of that and sharing this with you today we're on psalm 129 before we get going in that, there's a couple things I want to do. First, I want to recognize Stephanie and see what her uh, word of the day is here. Stephanie, what's going on? Well, hi, Doug. Um, you know what? I'm here by the grace of God, so we'll call that a good day. Yeah, so if you haven't picked up on it, Stephanie's been rougher than a night in jail for the last few days, and we've been there, folks, where illness and comes up and catches us, and there's all this crazy stuff going on in the world right now. So just remember to pray uh, for Stephanie. Pray with us uh, as we pray for your health. Pray with us for our health. And uh, we've been going through this thing, Stephanie, Songs of the Night, looking at these psalms as they were sang uh, in the temples and the synagogues and uh, still sang today and uh, the Jewish temples and stuff, and many hymns are written from the book of Psalms. And, and that's kind of how we're looking at it, is what, what do we have here? But before we do that, we want to go into the knuckleheaded segment. And uh, you might be a knucklehead if. So I have so many to choose from that I'm just kind of going in order here. Um, but you might be a knucklehead if you make and believe there's nothing going on right now in the world with this Afghanistan thing. Folks, open your eyes, know what's going on, know that people are being martyred and murdered and hurt hundreds a day. Pray for them, lift them to God. Uh, we may be a knucklehead if we walk around this earth with our heads stuck in the sand. And so I encourage you, I encourage you to, to pray to God. Don't be a knucklehead in this area. Be, be a prayer warrior and uh, uh, just petition the throne of grace. Go to God. And uh, let's pray for these folks who are going through that. And then food that's right with God. You know, we'll keep that whole, uh, I guess, Southwest Asia thing going. I like, you know, those fresh naans, that kind of flatbread that they make it up against the side of these burners. I bet you they made that stuff in, in Africa, too, when you were there, Stephanie. You know, that flatbread, just fresh bread. They, bread, they throw it up against the side of these burners and you pull it out. You can load some vegetables and sour cream in that, a little bit of curry. Man, it'll change your life. So that's yeah, my, yeah. Love them, and they're fresh. Yeah, know? I can't imagine. We get them at Costco. Yeah, because love them with hummus. So we oh. have a Mediterranean restaurant right here in town. It's called the Pita House. And oh wow! Every single day, someone gets in there at four o'clock in the morning and starts making them. That's awesome. And they make them all day. You can go in and buy packages or you can go in and buy your food. They're so fresh. They're so good. They change everything. But here we are in Psalm 129. And so we continue on with these different degrees of being better. And this is a song of degrees here in 
129, it says, Many a time they that afflicted me from my youth may Israel now say, Many a time have they that afflicted me uh, afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back; they made long after furrows, after long their furrows. The Lord is righteous; He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. Let them all be confounded and turned their hate to Zion, and let them as the grass upon their house steps, which withdraws afore it groweth up, wherewith the mower filleth not his hand, nor he that bindeth sheaves his bosom. Neither do they watch go by the say, The blessing of the Lord, he upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Wow, there's a lot going on there, Stephanie, in 129, and it's talking about, you know, destruction, those types of things. I mean, what came to your mind as we went through it? Wow. <clears throat> well, obviously this is a Israel kind of psalm, but I do think uh, when I get those first verses, it's it's we have someone who keeps getting bounced, bounced. You know, it's like something keeps kicking, kicking him down. Yeah. Yet he says, "Yet they have not prevailed against me," and. I love verse four. It says, the Lord is righteous. He has cut us under the cords of the wicked. And that's a statement of faith. Because this guy that's going through this maybe isn't feeling that right now, based on what he said about being afflicted in his youth. And God's going to take care of this. He is taking care of it. I can't see what he's doing, but he's taking care of this. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And you're, you're coming in and out just a little bit. I don't know if you changed headpieces or anything, but I wanted to give you a quick heads up that your, your single is jumping around a little bit there. Okay. Is it better now? Yes, it seems to be. Yeah. I just moved it a little closer. Sorry, my voice is a little on the rough side. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. And, but, but no, you're right. Uh, boy, as you look at this, you know, they, in the Bible, They've always described, uh, you know, destroying Israel, trying to destroy Israel, taking people into captivity, exiling the land and things like that. They always talked about the enemies plowing through them. So we mm. see that expression being used again. That, and uh, many a time they afflicted from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrow. So we know a furrow is, so when we, plow the fields and I'm not a farmer I just know this from being a heavy equipment operator in the army years ago but you make furrows of dirt where you're going to plant so you go through with your rotor tiller pulled behind the tractor or whatever smaller version you got and that you make these long lines of furrows are of dirt and he's comparing those long line of furrows that are plowed up that are ground up that have been through the junk uh, he's going on uh, to say they plowed right on his back they tried to make him just like a pile of dirt. And boy, we've been there, haven't we? We've been to that place where people have come. Persecution is real, Stephanie. Persecution, you know, we're seeing it at this terrible scale in Afghanistan right now where these Christians are being persecuted and, and people are being killed and these terrible things are going on. We, we see that. We feel it. We sense it. We know it's real. But there's also persecution among us. 
there's also persecution, you know, on a daily basis on what we're going through. Yeah. And, you know, having, having that psalmist attitude is a good place, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think it comes back to that. Our eyes have got to be fixed on the Lord through these different trials or we'll never make it. Yeah, they, they've got to be at that place where, hey, we know this is going to come. We know that it, persecution, you know, it's not a strange thing. Um, you know, we know it's coming. We know that uh, as we go through these things, as we deal with them, this is what I found, though. The more we're persecuted, the more our faith is increased, the more our footprint is increased, the more our outreach is increased, the, the, I find ourselves getting better through trials and persecution. Yeah. I, I think if, if a person who goes through a trial chooses to let God use it, it will make, if you'll choose to let God use it in your life, it will make you more usable for him because it's how he transforms you more into his image. Yeah, and there's, there's many ways you can accept trials. There's many ways that you can deal with the persecution you're going through. There's, there's more than one way of doing that. There's many ways of doing that. And the psalmist is showing us one way here. He's saying, but the Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. He's saying, hey, I've been plowed. I've been plowed right over. They made a furrow out of me. I, I've been afflicted from the time of my youth. People have come after me. People have tried to hurt me. And then in the midst of saying all his testimony, he goes to the most important part, I believe. Uh, we see that most important part there where he, he stops for a minute and then he says, but the Lord is righteous. He cut us under the cords. I got through it is what he's saying. We've got through it. We have what we need to get through it. We're going to get through it. I mean, you've been plowed, right, Stephanie? Mm -hmm. A couple times. And you wake up in that pile of dirt and you say, what just happened? And, uh, yeah. you know, why are these persecutions happen? Why are these people coming to me? And, I, and, 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 you know, I speak, you know, I speak to you as somebody who, too, has been plowed, who has woken up in the dirt. And I speak to people who have been plowed, who have been persecuted. And persecution's got this idea that it happens for Christ's sake or the church's sake. And sadly, Stephanie, there are those among us in the churches there are those among them in the synagogues back in the time of the book of Psalms. There are those who are among us. There are those who claim um, to be one of us, to, to live like one of us, to act like one of us. And, and yet in the midst of all that, they plow us. Yeah. And, uh, and the persecution's real. And then we have that responsibility, and that responsibility lands solely on what are we getting out of this? Are we finding a closer relationship with God because of this? So right up front, I think we need to accept the persecutions we've been through and the junk we've been through as something that God allowed to happen to us and as something that God can use to make us better. And, and I'll tell you, Stephanie, remember when we went through and we studied the book of Job, and, and we remember all these things that happened in Job. Job was so blessed. Job had, yeah. had everything going for him. Job, uh, I mean, Job, Job, Job. I mean, he was the guy. He, he had thousands of uh, very, very important animals and cattle and deer and all these different things, had much to eat. I think he had 10 children or 10 sons, I don't know, seven sons, three girls. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, he had all this going on, and then he gets word that it's all been destroyed. Because remember, the devil went to God and said, hey, I can, I can get Job. I can take him out. And God said, you can try. You know, you can't hurt him. Don't lay your finger on Job himself. He's not dying. You can't kill him. But give him a try. And we remember, when, remember when Job heard the word that he lost all his kids, that he lost all his animals, he lost all his farm? You know, people were out there, undoubtedly, uh, you know, taking what was left out there, the spoils, talking about Job. Job's life is over. He's got nothing going to But do you remember what Job did when he got the word? He took his robe off. He shaved his head. And he said, what, naked I came into this world? And again, this is the Doug version. I'm just remembered as we were. I wasn't even expecting to talk about this. But remember, he said, naked I came into this world. Naked I go out. Blessed is the name of the Lord. He said, you know what? This is terrible. This is brutal. Nobody on God's green earth should have to go through this. But naked I came into this world and naked I go out. He's just saying, I didn't have a thing. You know, God sent me in this world as a little baby. I was unclothed, and uh, and Job sat there and got ready to go out. And I think, I think we see some of Job as we're looking at Psalm one twenty nine. Yep, you stole all my thunder, Doug. How did I, I was? How did I, I was like, I have got this great insight from the Book of Job after reading this Psalm. And next words out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, and I've been reading the Book of Psalms as part of my daily Bible reading. <laughs> Oh, I think it's awesome. I, yeah. I agree. It's I when I was reading through the psalm, you know, it's um that last verse. Neither do they which go by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. And and that's a hard place to be when people that you thought were your best friends refuse to even bless you in the name of the Lord. And and I've been in that place and it's a very dark place. And yet in that dark place is where passages like Philippians become so real, where we see that Jesus, the son of God, the perfect God, man, when he lived on earth, he was perfect and people did the same thing to him. Yeah. And Though those passages become precious at those times when you feel like the people you trusted the most have, this passage describes it as they've plowed upon my back, you know, where they've, they've dug deep. They, they've hurt you in a way that maybe is indescribable. And I see a lot of betrayal when I, when I see that, when I look at this passage and, and yet God's still there. God's still righteous and he's still faithful. And that's exactly what Job came away saying. And Job knew what it felt like. You know, people he had loved most were accusing him of some of the most heinous crimes against God. He knew what this felt like. And yet he still came away saying, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yeah, though my foe may slay me. I will serve the Lord. You know, I'm looking at this, right? And, you know, the next thing that came to my mind as you were just talking, you gave me this other thought, looking at verses 3 and 4. We need to benefit from this persecution. We need to benefit from the junk that the Lord allows us to go through. I mean, otherwise, what good has it been? Well, you either benefit from it or you'll become bitter because of it. 
you make the choice. One of those two things has to happen. Yeah. I think it's, and we go through a, a persecution trial like this. It's like the Lord brings us to another crossroads. Exactly. You know, another decision point of, of how are you going to let this affect you? Because it's going to affect you. You cannot say you've been through something and say, oh, it's, I let it go. It didn't bother me. No, that's not true. Yeah. Every, these things do bother us. They do affect us. They change us. Sometimes they change us for the rest of our lives. But it's, will they change us for our benefit, for God's glory, or will we become bitter and become destructive because of those trials? And that's a choice we have to make. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think benefit or bitter. That's right. Those are your options. Exactly what you just said. Am I going to benefit from this? As as God somehow made me a better person, and in one way that we benefit and other people benefit is, you know, we think of that verse. What is it? Second Corinthians one, uh, where where we go through junk so that we can help other people who are going through junk. You know, uh, so we can be part of their healing. We can be part of their helping. We can be part of those types of things. And then I think we get to this place. And, and I think those last four verses, in, in my mind, starting there in verse 5, let them be confounded and turn back. Don't we pray that, those who hate Zion? We, we pray that God would confound these hateful, evil people. Let them be as the grass upon the house, housetops, which withereth afore it grow up, wherewith the mower filleth not his hand, nor he be binded sheaves in his bosom. Neither do they which go by say, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. And, and so I think we got to commit. We got to commit all this junk we've been through. We got to commit it and give it to God. We remember in the New Testament, remember when Paul was dealing with Alexander the coppersmith and that other nefarious dude? You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Where, mm-hmm. where they were going around bad-mouthing them and all those types of things and doing those things. And and Paul just had to give it to God. He, he couldn't handle it anymore. So if the apostle that was made an apostle in a special way, he tells us, uh, God himself saved him on the road uh, to, what, Damascus and changed mm-hmm. him and worked in his heart and this former Christian killer, this former guy who ordered the martyrdom and the slewing of Stephen, uh, all of a sudden gets right. And, and those types of things, I mean, what does that, what does that say to us that we got to be like him when it comes to our Alexander, the coppersmiths, if he can't get through them, if he can't break through, you know, I think and Stephanie, I might be wrong on this, but I think we spend way too much time spinning our wheels on people who messed us over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and again, that goes back to better or bitter and Satan has his ways of keeping us from ever going forward. Yeah. One of those is, you know, there's a reason we're told in Hebrews 12 to lay aside the weights. Doesn't just say lay aside the sins, lay aside the weights. And there are people that are weights. A narcissist in your life is a weight and laying aside is going to mean getting away from them, separating from them, staying clear of them. Um, and it doesn't mean you treat them like dirt. We're not, we're told render to no man evil for evil. So it's not that you're treating them like dirt. You stay clear of them. 
your purpose isn't to destroy them. Your purpose is to lay them aside, to separate from that weight so that you can run the race God has set you to, to run. And I think that's going to be a massive key to someone becoming a victor, an overcomer. Um, you know, you can't, you can't hang out with, with toxic substance and not get polluted and exactly. not have destroy you. That's it right there, folks. That's, that's the wrap. That's where we are. That's where we are. You know, you got to get rid of the toxic stuff. You got to unload. Uh, you got to commit it to the Lord. I think that's where we are. Hey, real quick, folks, just a couple reminders. I want to remind you that we're holding a PTSD camp, Camp Joy, Wisconsin. You can fly into Milwaukee. The camp does provide rides. I think you give them a donation or a little bit of money for gas. It's about 40 miles from Milwaukee. And it's held at Whitewater. Whitewater, Wisconsin, on the Whitewater Lake. You want to check it out. It's probably the nicest physical camp that we go to. And among those two or three that we really love. So you want to get out and come to Camp Joy, Wisconsin, be part of our PTSD conference. You can call John Moore, the camp director there at Camp Joy. Just call their main number and ask to speak with John Moore. Or you can go out on woundedspirits.com and click on retreats and work your way through to reserve a room and things of that nature. Let us know if there's something we can do to help you in that way. We'd love for you to be at camp. It's our goal uh, to see many people and to come together with one vision, uh, with one Savior, uh, with one goal, and that is to get closer to God uh, while helping each other do a better job serving Him. And uh, Stephanie, 30 seconds or less, anything you want to close with? Wow, I'd say just make that choice to become better, make that choice to make God your strength and your song, and he'll, he'll be your salvation each and every day. There it is, my friends. Listen, we sure do love you folks, and uh, we want to help you. Make sure you look up for us, Helpful Wounded Spirits. Listen to every word of what Eric has to say after this nice song we picked up for you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you real soon.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.